What a Circus is a podcast that invites you to listen in on a teen book club. You can find links to our monthly podcasts on our Twitter page at Galena Library or anywhere podcasts are found. Our original music is by Darren and Carson Elquist and original art is by Katia Rogers. Chapter 2, The Freak Show. This month we read The Love and Lies of Roxana Ali by Sabina Khan. The book got quite a bit of press in the YA world when it came out because it tackles a topic that is not often talked about. The main character is a teenager, Roxana, who is raised in a conservative Muslim Bengali family, but who is also gay. She knows her family will never understand. They don't even really want her leaving the state to go to college because, well, what will people think? And will she be able to adequately protect herself and her honor and the honor of her family. They finally agree to let her go, and she is counting the days until she is free. And then she gets caught kissing her girlfriend, and her parents do what they think is best. They return her to Bangladesh to find a good husband and stop this nonsense. The scenes in Bangladesh are some of the best of the book. It's obvious the author feels at home writing about her own culture. We all walked away feeling richer in our knowledge of a place we had previously not known well at all. We meet twice a month to discuss that month's novel, and our first meeting was lively. Many students admitted they knew very little about Muslim culture and talked freely about their own religious or non-religious lives. Everyone is talking at once to different partners, but I like to hear the buzz in the air. Overall, though, the response was mixed. One student put it well, that somehow it went from one extreme to the next. Yeah, I think my... I don't know how I feel about the book. It's, I think the whole aspect of teaching us about the Bengali culture was very important because none of us have ever really experienced anything like that. Um, and I love the idea that the book was based around um, this sort of like how she comes from a conservative family culture and goes against their quote unquote beliefs because of what she, who she loves. And I really like that aspect of the book. I just, the way it all played out didn't sit well with me. Going back to Bangladesh to see her family, and then how her parents treat her back there, and then she escapes, comes back to the United States, and then her parents are just magically okay. changed. Yeah, they just totally changed their beliefs, their their homophobic beliefs, and just. Roxana is basically vilified by her family as they try to undo her and her quote-unquote mistakes. They trick her into going back to Bangladesh, where they force her to get engaged and almost married. 
They even lock her in a room for three days. But by the end, they accept her fully, as in not even a hint of doubt or worry about her chosen path. It somehow seemed too wide a swing. I feel it was uh, more unbelievable because, like she said, like maybe their beliefs could have changed a little bit so they could have been a little bit more accepting, and I think it should have ended it where they're still trying to cope with it, but they accept it, but they don't completely understand like who she is. But it more jumps from we are disgusted by you to immediately we don't care who you are and they're all accepting. So I think if it left off more at like that sort of midpoint, it would have been better. One student, however, tried to make a case for the ending. The man that Roxana was engaged to was also gay and was killed the night of their wedding slash escape for his sexuality. Her parents, when they find out, are so grief-stricken that they toss all former beliefs aside and accept her, just glad she's alive. Death is a game-changer, for sure. Beliefs, long-held grudges, opinions, slights, all that feels so very petty when pitted against death. It's so final. How did we ever think anything else was important? I asked them what they thought about Roxana's parents, and their reaction really was surprisingly unanimous. Her parents meant well. When we look at Roxana and think of her straddling two cultures, it becomes obvious that her parents are straddling an even wider space. Roxana was born in America, has always been American, has American friends. She is part of her family, yes, and has a wide array of Bengali relatives, but her parents? They came from Bangladesh, were born and grew up there. Roxana's mother was raised by an abusive tyrant of a man. And now, here she is, planted in Seattle, with a daughter who really has very few ties to her old world, but who is doing things that her parents believe will land her in hell. They are worried sick. They are doing what they believe is best for their daughter. It's the end of the book. Um, you do find out some things about her mother that are very concerning about how know, even how she has very, like, dated beliefs, it's nothing compared to how poorly her father would treat her, and how she was beaten and all these things. Like, her grandma, or um, her mother, like, thought that she failed, like, she failed her. It's like a very bad, and so, I think they're kind of just in this weird middle stage that a lot of people are on, but are trying to involve themselves in, like, a more, like, but they still, just because of the way you're raised, like if you're told like every single day as a kid that um, 
think things like this like aren't okay that you will spend the rest of your life in hell it's a very hard thing especially when it comes back to religion because that's the end all be all for many people that it's hard to let someone go into a path that your religion that you center a lot of like time around into like what they consider hell like that is like i don't think anyone would want to wish that on another person and that's what kind of comes in like very religious people's thing when someone says that there's a savior they want to save them but if the students were surprisingly understanding of roxana's parents they had zero patience for her american friends these friends were constantly arguing that she needed to come out to her family and be her true self. What was the worst that could happen? She might get grounded? We agreed that the dialogue and scenes with Roxana and her American friends were the weakest part of the novel. The friends were gratingly irritating and naive. Her girlfriend constantly whining about wanting to be a bigger part of her life, blah blah blah. I thought the teens in the book club might view them differently from me, but they did not. I it talked about in the beginning how her girlfriend like was like why can't I be a part of your other life like why do I have to be kept a secret from her, your parents and it's something that like none of her friends or her girlfriend understood why this had to be a secret from parents and we find out later on what happened to her because it wasn't kept secret and the day found out. Right. No, I'm so glad you brought that up. Did anybody else feel frustration with these friends? Yeah, You're gonna get grounded and you just wanna say, you don't know. On a scale of one to 10, where would you put this? I would say, uh, this is a, I would say about like maybe like a six and a half out of 10. Like, this was very like interesting to read. It was nice to read. It was like, um, it didn't feel preachy. But it also didn't feel like it was like forcing like anything down your throat, right? So it was more through like Roxana's eyes, which is pretty nice. But I feel like the dialogue between Roxana and Ariana could have been a lot better, because even though you could see that they did love each other and care for each other a lot, it did get very corny. It was like high school music. Yeah, it was like high school music. Yeah. yeah. I think I would rank it probably five or six. Probably six, um, just because the message of the book is so powerful. It was just, um, the way it was written didn't sit well with me. I mean, it was really well written for like the first novel and for the issue being tackled, but it just didn't, it didn't feel right when I read it. And I, it's just like this was kind of. It, it was like exaggerated in a way yeah. beyond the like point of reality. Overall, they gave the book a six. Its strengths were definitely the Bengali culture and the pulls between religious beliefs and family acceptance. It's the author's first book, and she wrote it because her daughter came out as bisexual, and she wanted to put that experience out into the world. We talked about this at length how there are so many books written about us, middle-class citizens of either no religion or mostly Christian. We can find ourselves in many books we read, but the Roxanas of the world? Well, here's a quick story. When the book came out last spring, I had it on the table where we display new arrivals. A student who hung out in the library every day with her friends came through. 
She is from Bangladesh and immediately stopped to look at the book. She read the cover and brought it to me, saying she had to read this. She read it in one night, and I will never forget what she said when she brought it back. She said, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. This book was about me, Miss Black. This is exactly me. And that's what good books do, isn't it? They mirror us, what we are, or could be, or were, or should have been. There are so many options. This student blew past dialogue that we criticized, and the portrayal of teenage friends who we found annoying, and just saw herself, finally, reflected in a novel. I'll admit, I got a little teary. We need more books like this. We need more of us reflected in pages. Our book club set out this year to try to build our empathy through reading books about people and places that don't always reflect us. Our aim was to learn more and experience more and understand more. Sabina Khan's book helped us do that. As mentioned before, the title of our podcast comes from a quote by Charles Bukowski. We are all going to die, all of us. What a circus. That alone should make us love each other more, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But that quote rings true especially after this novel. Roxana's parents lost sight of that until her friend was murdered. Then the truth that we are all going to die flattened them. Perhaps the book ties things up too neatly? Perhaps not. It depends on the reader. The student who saw herself in those pages has now graduated, and I can no longer ask her what she thought of that aspect of it. And that's okay. Because what I do know is this. A young woman saw herself in a book for the first time, and another group of teenagers learned about people and a place they never thought much about before. I'm going to call that a win. Next month, we'll read Dear Evan Hansen, a book based on the hit musical. The novel is extremely well-written, and it tackles mental health, alienation, loneliness, and mistakes that are meant to be small, like white lies, that can balloon into something much greater and messier. We hope you will join us. We'll see you next month.